Hello and welcome back to another episode of Keeping It PC. This is Season 2, Episode 17. I am Patrick, joined today by my co-host Cole and Liam. We got a lot of NBA playoffs action to get into, but we'll start with our first NBA Finals participant. For the first time in their franchise history, the Denver Nuggets. They swept. They swept the Lakers in about the most respectful sweep you can get. The Lakers played every game pretty close. There wasn't any blowouts. Uh, There was times in games where the Lakers looked like they could have won, but it was just evident above anything else that the Nuggets are a more talented, a better coached, a more gelled team. And it showed because this isn't like, this isn't like the Lakers underperformed massively like the Celtics are doing right now or something. It's just the Nuggets are better and they're better coached and they're more talented. They're better team. So they won four games or onto the conference finals. What are your guys' reactions to LeBron and the Lakers swept out in four in the conference finals? I mean, it absolutely pained me. Like I'm not a, I'm not a Lakers fan, obviously big Knicks fan, but like, Ever since, I'd say, like, 2016 when LeBron came back 3-1 against Golden State, I've just been a huge fan of the guy. Like, always looking, like, rooting for them when the Knicks weren't in the playoffs, everything like that. So it really hurt me to see them get swept, obviously, in that fashion. LeBron, I don't believe he's been swept in his entire career until this uh, this past series. So, um, very upset. Did he get swept in in the finals? He got swept in the finals the first time. And he got swept. Oh, the, that's he got, tough. He got swept yeah. in the finals again in the 2018, didn't he? In 2018, yeah. Yeah, they, they lost. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It was one of the two years because he they beat him. They yeah, won. That's a brain fart on my end. One of the series they, was they five and the was four. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I said that. But, yeah, anyways, it's rare. Um, yeah, it's, it's not common. He, yeah, he doesn't usually get swept. He still got swept. Um, But uh, the Nuggets, I mean, look at Jamal Murray and Jokic and – None of them, even when they were drafted, I mean, obviously people thought Murray a little higher than Jokic, but neither of them were really a high-touted prospect. I believe Murray was like seventh overall pick, like five through seven, which is a lottery pick, but not like it's not great. But um, I think that just with the raw talent that this team has and with that duo leading the way, it's going to be really hard for Miami to win. Well, we'll see about that, but either Miami or Boston for that matter. Um. I'm gonna. It's gonna be a really interesting finals. Uh, everyone's saying it's really boring, or it's gonna be a bad finals. I can't disagree more than that because obviously it's the best two teams this season. It's been a great playoffs too, so I think we should be very excited as basketball fans. Yeah, I, I, I really underrated the Nuggets. Uh, <laughs> I, I knew. I obviously knew like Jokic was great. I know Murray is a great player, and I know he's played great in a lot of playoff runs. And I knew Porter, Michael Porter Jr. was a good shooter. I didn't realize everyone else was so damn good. Like KCP is w- w- way better than he was with the Lakers back in like 2020 when they won the championship in the bubble. Bruce Brown is really, really good. Aaron Gordon is a really tough defender and made some shots for them uh, in, in game four to help them close that series out. But this was one of the most competitive sweeps I've ever seen. The Lakers didn't get one result that they wanted, but they played they played the Nuggets really tough. They played the Nuggets really tough. I thought of all the teams that the Nuggets played in the playoffs, the Suns and uh, I believe the Timberwolves, right? There was the Timberwolves in round one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I thought the Lakers played them the best, uh, easily. Uh, despite not getting a win in any of those games, uh, I thought they played them played them really well. It was evident that LeBron wore down, and Anthony Davis, honestly, too, a little bit. Uh, you know, they're they're older now. AD's thirty and has a lot of injury history, and LeBron is obviously old. And um, it didn't help them that they started. You know, what was it? Two and ten, two and eleven on the year. So they basically were playing playoff basketball for the past three months just to get in the playoffs, right? So they, you know, the, where the, as the Nuggets, they've been the one seed all year. They didn't really have to worry about making the playoffs or not. So, the, you know, they come into the playoffs a little more rested, a little more fresh, and they were clearly the deeper and better team in the series. I mean, D'Angelo Russell completely disappeared in the series. He he was dreadful, and I doubt they even re-signed him at that point. Like, if they're, if they're going to pick a guy to re-sign, it's going to be, I would think, Austin Reeves who was very, very good in the playoffs for the Lakers. But in the end, it was disappointing for the Lakers. But I think what it showed everyone is that the Nuggets are real, and they're a deep team, and they're a really good team. And they've been proving it all the whole playoffs. I mean, what, what can you say other than, other than they've been better than everyone they've played? And I'm sure, I, honestly, I think it's going to continue into the finals. Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, the Nuggets have always been, I think the last, like, you know, five or six years, they've been a good team. I think, if I'm not mistaken, they've had they haven't had a season of less than like 46 wins the last since like 2017 or 2016. Like they've been a good Western Conference. They've been a staple of the Western Conference for about you know half a decade now. And with Jokic and Murray, and they they get better every they got pretty much better every year. And I mean, they had the conference finals appearance against the Lakers in the bubble, which they lost. But I mean, going into this series, I mean, Cole and I sat here, we gave our predictions last week, and Predictions, as you can, will get into in the Miami Celtics series, we, we only we only know so much because they have to go out and play, right? And I was confident in the Nuggets. I was confident in the Nuggets. I, I sh- maybe I should have been more confident in the Nuggets because they are are clearly a a powerhouse and well oiled machine. Jokic is obviously he's not gonna, he's not going to get the credit he he's not going to get the attention and the and the praise and the love of a of a Steph Curry or a LeBron. But he is one of the most special players I have seen in a very long time. And the Nuggets as a team, whoever they should face, whether it be uh, Miami reaching the finals as an eight seed or the Celtics coming back from 3 nothing down and for the first time ever in the NBA history, should be the favorite in the finals. The Nuggets should be the favorite in the finals. Whoever they face should be the favorite because they pretty much ran the gauntlet, ran through the Western Conference. The Suns took them to six, but it wasn't really like you didn't fear for the Nuggets, really. I mean, you didn't fear for their and elimination. It took, like, it took like star performances from Booker and KD in those games yeah. to even win. Yeah, um, it didn't. Feel, yeah, no. it didn't feel like a competitive six-game series. This seems a bit overdue for the Nuggets. This is their moment in the sun, where you know, not a lot of people are watching. Like, I didn't watch a ton of Nuggets games. I'm sure you guys didn't. Watch honestly watch a ton of Nuggets games and watch Jokic all year. But when you no. see him like in you know, an extended playoff run like this, you see him playing every other night. It just, it makes you realize how special this guy is. And I hope, honestly, I am rooting for them in the finals, whoever they face, but let's get to the eliminated, the elimination of the Lakers because LeBron in his post game interview thing was very cryptic about whether he'd come back next season. And, uh, you have people close to him reporting that he's, you know, weighing retirement 
because this season really beat him up. He only played 55 games, battled injuries. He was still great when he was healthy, but he wasn't really healthy for the majority of the season. So do you guys think that LeBron's retirement thing is seriously considering retirement, or is it a leverage thing for the Lakers to go out and get somebody like Kyrie and make this team better so that he comes back next year and doesn't have to do all the heavy lifting? I think I think he's probably seriously weighing retirement. Honestly, uh, look, look at the end of the day. This this was his twentieth year in the NBA. He's had a track record over the last few years of being hurt. That's the reality of it. He was always an Iron Man, never getting hurt before. Really, I think it was twenty twenty one. Really, he never got hurt before then, or anything serious. Where he had to miss a lot of time, right? Yeah, he's wearing down. It, maybe not his play is wearing down, but his body is starting to wear down. Now, I've heard some interesting things and some interesting rumors that maybe he's considering taking a year off, getting healthy, and coming back next year when his son gets drafted. I, I've, I've heard that that could be a real possibility. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I do think he's seriously considering retirement, and I wouldn't be surprised if he retires but i don't think he will i don't think he will i think he's going to come back i think he's going to play out the contract with the lakers and then move on and and go from there but i wouldn't be shocked if there was a retirement coming yeah i think you you pretty much nailed it there that's pretty much what i was thinking i do think what he was saying to the uh to the press can easily be a way for them to get whoever they need i don't think they're even going to get kyrie irving but like i think whoever they end up getting he was definitely saying something like he needs some help out there, obviously, or he's going to either retire or leave. I really think that's what his statement was. Obviously, his body, like you said, in not not awful shape. He is 38 years old at the end of the day. So he has to have, obviously, a little bit of wear and tear after all those years of playing basketball. But we saw him. He was still able to perform. You know, He had some uh, sloppy plays, I guess, this last series against Denver, but he was still pretty consistent for the most part. You know, um, putting up 40 points in the elimination game, nothing really else he can do. Um, but yeah, obviously I think he really is considering it. Like you said, Cole, but um, he has to be some, some inch of him has to be saying it just so he can get, I not I, what he wants, but just some help. I truly don't believe that a, he would leave the hundred million dollars. He still has left on this contract as, as rich as LeBron is. He doesn't need the hundred million dollars. He's not going to leave. I said the same thing with Rodgers when he was like, I got to go into the dark room and, and find retirement. He's not leaving $100 million on the table. It's just not going to happen. And he, he's had this plan of playing with Bronny. He has this year and then he has a player the next year and then he has the player option the next year after that. So that either gives him the option to leave and go play with whatever Bronny, whoever, Bronny, whoever drafts Bronny, go play with him or whatever the fuck he wants to do and or go somewhere else. Like that, that That's been his plan for... For for numerous years now, I don't think, I don't think he's gonna he's gonna give that up. I don't think there's any chance he retires and doesn't. I think he'll be back in the fall for the season. I think this was pretty much, hey, I'm gonna say this and you know make uh, Palinka and Genie Bus put some pressure on them to go out and get me somebody because AD. What did I mean? AD was good this playoffs. Right, but he he didn't show up and wasn't great. He didn't he, necessarily he didn't show up in the elimination game. Really, I mean, it was LeBron what? scoring forty points and having to defend Jokic and Murray the entire time, and Dennis Schroeder being like one of the worst, and D'Angelo Russell disappearing off the face of the planet. I, I 
like I, this is screaming to me. I need help. I'm, I'm superhuman, but I'm also going to be 39 years old next season. So uh, I can't <laughs> carry a team like I did six years ago. Like I, I, I can't physically will a team to the finals. Like it's just not going to happen. So I, I think this is, I, I don't think there's any chance he retires. I, I, w- I would be shocked. I, I'm, sorry, I'm not shocked if he retired. I wouldn't be shocked if he retired, but I do agree with Pat. I don't think, I don't think he does. First of all, because I honestly, like if the Lakers run it back with this team and they get lucky with injuries and don't really have any, then I, I genuinely think they can compete for an NBA championship. Like I really do. They, they just, they made the Western conference finals after barely sneaking into the playoffs. Uh, What about that says they can't come back next year with this exact same team, a full year with this exact same team, really gel, really get together, maybe not start two and 10 and have to fight your way back into the playoffs at the end of the season and, and flip your whole team at the deadline just to make the playoffs. I think this team legitimately, if they have some luck with health, and I think there's no reason they couldn't run it back as long as LeBron, LeBron's play doesn't drop off drastically, which is possible, I guess. Um, but I doubt it because he's I mean, he, it's not like he was. It's not like he was bad this year. He was good. He just was injured. No, he was, he was battling injuries the whole entire season. Yeah, I do. I like the, the, especially the playoffs. It, it, I mean, and a lot of people are gonna say that's an excuse. Sometimes you know what it is. Like, what, what do you want? He he was playing on a foot. That should have had surgery. Like he shouldn't have even been playing in the playoffs. And uh, you know what? Uh, that's just the reality of it. You can call it an excuse if you want, but that's just what it is. Well, let's move over to the Eastern Conference because my pick to go to the finals, the Boston yes, Celtics, are in less. trouble. <laughs> they are in dire, dire trouble because they lost the first three games. Uh, hmm. Game one and game two were pretty standard Miami Heat road playoff wins. They do this. This is what they do. They go to it. I knew they were going to take game one. Game two, uh, once again, the second half for Jason Tatum was just dreadful. I don't know where he goes in the fourth quarter. I don't know what happens because he was having a a great game in the the game two, and then he just disappeared in in this fourth quarter. And game three was one of the most embarrassing games I have ever seen in in my years of watching the NBA because it just looked like the Celtics gave up. They weren't even trying. I mean, I've said multiple times, Miami Miami is not, I don't think Miami is a home court advantage that much because that place is low-key dead in the playoffs compared to other like places that they don't really get up that much. But that place was rocking because they were winning by 40 fucking points. Tatum and Brown and ev- pretty much everybody on the Celtics couldn't do anything. So then they come back. Three nothing down. They have to win the game to save their season. And I mean, Tatum had 13, 33 and eleven. Jalen Brown dropped seventeen, and they grab game four, heading back to to Boston. Three one down. Do you guys think in any any conceivable world go do the Doctor Strange thing where he opens a million portals to a, a, a trillion dimensions? Where's where's the dimension where the Celtics? Come back from three nothing down and go to the NBA Finals. There's quite literally, there's quite literally zero chance of that happening. Anyone who thinks that, how is there zero just com- chance? There's there zero, zero chance. chance. The Boston zero. Celtics, the Boston Celtics have won one half of basketball against the Miami Heat in this series. One, 
one half of bat not like they were losing at halftime of that game. They played phenomenal in the second half. Phenomenal. I'll give it to them. They played phenomenal. But they were pathetic in game three. They were they honestly, the first half of game four, it looked like they ju- just wanted to roll over and die at some points. It really looked like that. Game one and two was a joke. Uh, I, you can't. Uh, it was that really. Those two games were a joke for the Boston Celtics. Uh, I, I I don't think there's a chance they they win the series. I think maybe they could win Game Five and then lose in Miami in Game Six. But I generally I give them a very small chance of even winning Game Five. I don't like the reasoning that you're giving for the Celtics to not have a, even a chance. You're just bringing up obviously the past game is great. Like obviously you can say they haven't been playing well. But there's obviously a chance that Boston can just pull out three more wins. I mean, obviously, I'm not betting on it. I'm not going to say it's going to happen. But saying that there's no chance, betting, just saying there, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to completely phone it in. There is I a, think there's a zero, very, very, very slim chance. You can't say there's no zero. chance. There's you can't chance. say there's no chance. I can. Small chance. I can, but I can. And when, the, and when the Heat win tomorrow and we do a podcast later in the week and they lost like i'll explain to you there was zero percent chance it just there were three there have been three teams in nba history for, well first no team has ever come back from three nothing down that goes without saying but no team only three teams in nba history have even come back to force a game seven when down three nothing in a series but so like i i fully expect the heat to advance to the finals don't get me wrong i'm not saying the Celtics. watch the celtics come back you gotta believe but I mean, you see it. You can see it in the media. The easy comparisons to 2004 with the Red Sox. No. They take a thumping. I'm not saying it's going to happen, Cole. I'm just saying the comparison. They take a thumping in Game Three, 19 to eight, to their mm. bitter rivals, the Yankees. There's absolutely no hope, and they have a spark that Ortiz home run off a Rivera to go to go back to New York, and that's exactly what that second half can possibly do for the Celtics. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they'll probably, if maybe if they win another game in 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 Boston, the Heat will close out in six. But there's very small chance that the Celtics do this because let's be honest, they're a more talented team, a way more talented team than the Heat. Don't care. I'll go a step further. There's a zero percent chance this game goes to Game Seven. Zero. Zero. Okay. This game is over by game. I mean, the series is over by game six. There's, <laughs> there's, right there's a, you know, when ESPN, if a team's up 50 to nothing in a football game, you go, oh, there's a 0% chance they're going to win. Yes. There is always a slim chance, but just because you say it, there's no chance and it no, happens doesn't mean that there's no chance. There's that's no chance. It's a dumb concept. <laughs> but I'm not holding it. I'm not. Cole, Cole, maybe, maybe. Thinking, Cole's taking the 98% chance, the 98%, 98% likelihood that the Heat are going to win the series and saying there's no chance, there's no chance. So when the Heat actually do win the series, there's a 100% chance. There's a 100% chance that the 99% chance of the Heat winning this series happens. That's what I'm saying. Okay, well, so it's not impossible. <laughs> it's not impossible. <laughs> You're telling me there's a chance. What I'm telling you is that there's a 100% chance that the Heat's 99% chance of winning this series is going to come true. That's what I'm telling you. I mean, I agree. But like, impossible is crazy. Okay, I, technically, it's not impossible because, yes, technically, no, the, like, like Miami's, Miami's team plane could crash on the way to Boston and then they the Boston wins the series. That could happen. There's well, a chance that happens. It's not, it's not an not impossibility gonna... that this <laughs> Celtics team wins three games in a row against a, a Heat yeah. team. 
That one like three games this season. I don't think they have it in them. I don't. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. We will see. We will see. We'll be back we'll here. Back. We will be back here for our next episode. I do just. I do just want to say because I finals. Did, yes, I did. I did praise Jason Tatum in in the last. I don't episode. want to hear that. In the I la- don't want to hear that. No, okay, but listen. You can't. I think the 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 idea that he's a superstar is out of the window right now. It's 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 out of the window right now. You, oh, he took. He's, he he's took, an underperforming he took, superstar. You ever heard of it? LeBron did but, in the finals, but, 2011. It happens. At what, but at what point does it happen every season? But it just happens that this is the, year that Tatum the MVP in beat. He just underperformed in the series. It just happened. Yeah, is he not a superstar anymore? He he shit the bed worse than Tatum did. When when can you when Tatum wins an MVP, then you can let me know when uh <laughs> then you can compare him to other MVPs. But until he does that, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna So superstars can only be MVPs according to your logic, they can only be MVPs? No. But what I am saying is if you're, not, but if, you're, if you're not an MVP, you're not an NBA champion, uh, and you underperform every year in the playoffs, I mean, give me something. Underperform every year, dude? Really? Disappeared in the finals last year. What about Luka? He hasn't he's underperformed. Done. His individual play hasn't underperformed. You're acting like Tatum didn't just drop 50 against Philadelphia and eliminate them when you were talking so much smack about him. LT. You were putting LT. so much disrespect on his name and he goes out there and drops 50. LT. LT. He has the most... I, you know what I saw today, Cole? I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah, interrupt he has me. the most points in the playoffs since 2017 when he debuted. He leads the NBA in points in the playoffs. He underperforms, dude? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. You're, you're lo- wrong. I just but, proved you wrong. Okay, that uh, that means nothing to me because LeBron has missed the playoffs <laughs> in that time. Steph has missed the playoffs in that time. KD has missed the playoffs in that time. Like, if they were playing every year, he wouldn't. Let's- Everyone who's won since 2017 doesn't matter, or anyone who scored in the playoffs just doesn't matter because no, LeBron but, and Curry weren't there. But I'm, but I'm, what I'm saying is, like, that's a flawed stat because if are you trying to argue that he's been better? Are you trying to argue that he's been better in the playoffs than 20, in 2017 than everyone else in the league? Since 2017, he has the most points. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Like that. <laughs> okay. He's scoring. You're acting like that's nothing, but he's scoring more than anyone since 2017 in the playoffs. How is that underperforming? Because I don't just look at total points and be like, oh, yeah. Because what I see. What are you looking for then? I'm looking for in games one and two of the Eastern Conference Finals to take more than three jump shots. And when your team is winning by 10. With six minutes left at home, he didn't take a shot in the fourth quarter. You're talking about two games. You're talking about two games right now when he's been in the league since 2017. But but he hasn't. But he hasn't. But he's never gotten it done. That's the point. He's never gotten it done. It's always ended in some way like this. You're up. Uh, they, they were winning oh, the series. They were in the finals last year, whether you like it or not. He beat and, everybody in the And the where did he go in the finals? Yeah, but you're saying underperforming is underperforming making the finals? Like, that's ridiculous. He underperformed when he got to the finals. But he still made it. I feel like you are saying he's not a superstar is pretty insane. Because he's obviously performing. Like, he's as, underperforming. As, as bad as he was, as bad as he was in the fourth quarter of game two, he still had 34 points, eight assists, and 13 rebounds. The next closest store was Jalen Brown with 16 points. Like I, I don't care. Like, I, I don't care. The only reason they're in the game is because of him. 
They're the only reason he's in, they're in the game. Win the game. If you're in the game, go win it. Why can you score 34 I, in the I first understand. three and then miss every I've, shot in the fourth? I'm critiquing. I, I've said he, he's disappeared in the fourth. What's going on? That's my. That's been my main critique in the playoffs. Where the fuck did you go in the fourth quarter? I've been saying this. It's a superstar that's underperforming in the fourth quarter. And let's be honest. Let's be honest. The fact that Atlanta took them to six is a joke. The fact that, that Philly took them to seven Without Embiid in game one, and he let James. Hear, I don't want to oh, hear you saying yeah. Oh my god, dude. Come on. You're <laughs> totally contradicting yourself. How, how am I contradicting myself? You just said the Sixers were going to make the finals, and now you're acting like they're a Mickey Mouse team, like me and Pat were telling you. I, I'm not acting like they're a Mickey Mouse team. What I'm saying is. You want it right now because you're like, oh, they, they won seven games against the 76ers. They shouldn't have even. All of them. The whole media. The the whole media had the Celtics beating the Sixers. The Sixers yeah, took them to seven. Jason Tatum let uh, Joel Embiid less Sixers in game one win a game in Boston. And let's, let's, just be honest. let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Like, Joel Embiid has underperformed. So it doesn't matter what you say. You so, still said the Sixers were better. I did, and I was wrong. Okay, I was wrong. Yeah. But but that like they're a Mickey Mouse team because you thought they were good. I'm not acting like they're a Mickey Mouse team. But let's be let's talk about what the facts are here. It took the Sixers choking for the Celtics to win. It the Celtics the Celtics were pathetic in Game Six. They were pathetic. The Sixers happened to be more pathetic than that's the only reason they won that series. Tatum went crazy in Game 7. I gave him credit for that. But the fact of the matter is, there's been more than Game 7 of the second round of the playoffs in this series. The, the biggest reason why the Celtics were losing to the Heat is because Jason Tatum decided not to show up in the fourth quarter. The biggest you know, and stop. Stop. No, stop. Reason. Let me finish. Yes. Okay, finish. Can I finish? Can oh, I finish? Okay. Can I finish? Yep. yep. I don't care that the, that the others on the Celtics haven't played well either. He had them in... Jason, T listen, you want to talk about being a superstar. Jason Tatum had them in positions to win game one and two, and he disappeared. You And you're going to talk about the others not playing well. Yes, I know. It's not all Jason Tatum's fault, but the fact of the matter is, even with the others playing as poorly as they did, Jason Tatum had them in the games in game, in game one and two, and he disappeared when they needed him most. They needed their superstar to take them home, win game one and two on his home court, and he failed. Not only did he fail, in, and honestly, everyone's talking about the game two as worse. I, the game two, I can live with. He missed the shots. I can live with that. Game one is unacceptable. You're winning with, with six minutes left by double-digit points, and you don't take a shot. You don't take a single shot. I can live with you missing shots. I can't live with you not being aggressive and not even taking shots, and your team loses that way. That is unacceptable for a superstar. There's a difference I, between not playing well and mentally folding. That's the only thing that you're saying, and we agree. But like, that's not a big enough reason for me to say he's not a superstar in the NBA. There are too there are too many call, guys. Call. There are too many guys. There are too many guys who I've seen play better in bigger moments to say that he's a superstar without him having won an MVP, without him having won an NBA championship already. I can't give him the benefit of the doubt. I can't because he hasn't proven it. He doesn't deserve it. We don't do this for any other player in the league. We don't. We don't. The reason why Luka, the reason, the reason why Luka's a superstar, first of all, is because he's clearly a better player than Jason Tatum. There's no argument there. He is clearly a better player. He has been a perennial MVP candidate for multiple years. 
Plus, let's just be honest. Who has had by far better teammates? It's Jason Tatum without a fucking question. There, there is no. Okay, but nobody, no, nobody said Luca. Okay, first of all, nobody said Luca. More, no one makes more excuses for a player. I've never seen a player get more excuses. excuses. How, dude? I literally just said I opened this segment with with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum drastically underperforming. That's exactly what and I said. Jalen Brown's been awful. Has awful, been awful. Awful. Okay, but you're saying he's you saying you saying the biggest you saying the biggest reason that they're losing this series is Jason Tatum is ridiculous because Eric Spolstra is taking Joe Mazzulla for a, a dog walk down the street so we can go piss on a fire hydrant. I mean, it's not was, even close. Was, was Eric Spolstra taking Joe Mazzulla for a dog walk when the when the oh, Celtics were up dude. by 10 points with six? No, but hold on. Can, hold on a second. I just hold on a second. No, because blame, we can't do this. We can't do this. We can't do this. We can't do this. Despite the coaching, despite his teammates playing bad, he had them up 10 points with six minutes left in the fourth quarter of game one, yeah. and they lost. And he didn't take a shot. At what point does he have bro, to take responsibility? Bro, I what said, point? I, how, what, I said that's bad like five times. Obviously, he has to shoot. I'm not defending that. I'm not defending but, that. Superstar doesn't take a shot. Oh, my God. Doesn't take a shot. Saying he's not a superstar is outlandish. That's like your only reasoning. I mean, like... No, my reason, yeah, and there are That's there are. What there, you're saying right now, though, is that he just he didn't perform in the fourth quarter, which is a fair assumption. But like, he's still a superstar. I think it's pretty obvious. I think he has. I this is what I'll say. He has moments where he looks like a superstar, but I've never seen a player get more hot and cold. Get get more. I don't even know what to what what to say about the game one thing. Because I don't understand how you don't take a shot. Uh, like I said, game two, that's just Jason Tatum getting hot and cold. He was hot for three quarters and cold in the fourth. You, 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 you can live with that. I can live with that. Game one, I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know why. There's no reason the Celtics should be down. There's no reason. There is a reason. There is a it reason. It should be a series right now. It there, there should. is a reason. Despite his teammates playing bad, despite his teammates playing bad, and despite Joe Missoula, he had them up 10 points with six minutes left, and he couldn't close the game. That's just the fact of the matter. Do you know how different this series looks if they win that game? We can talk about how it's just yeah. one game. <laughs> I mean, they're doing three. You know how different the series is if they win game one? I'm just saying. I, it's like, I understand. I mean, honestly, we've had this conversation at nauseum for the last two weeks. what you're saying. I understand it's what you're saying. Topic. The thing that got, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but he is a superstar. You saying he's not a superstar because he didn't take, he didn't take shots in the fourth quarter. Is it's just, it doesn't disqualify him for being a superstar. It's a superstar, not being aggressive enough in the fourth quarter. That's the bottom line. Like, okay, but, but my point is, my point is, it's like, there are so many other guys. There are so many other guys. Like, if the league was watered down and there wasn't that many players actually better than him, then yeah, I would have to call him a superstar. But the fact of the matter is, he almost, he almost doesn't qualify to be a superstar in any way. Inconsistent in the playoffs, no MVPs, no championships. What, what are we doing? And to be honest, let's, let's just be honest. He's not that box office. He's not. He's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's one of the top five draws in basketball. 
Maybe not even top 10. See, that's hater mentality I, right there. I it's have not. Else it's not. I have it's nothing not. else to say to you about that's hater mentality. That's literally all I can say. I don't know how that's about. hater mentality. I think that's just being real. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> top 10? It's just it's, top 10. LeBron, LeBron, Steph, KD, easily. The, the, like, we're not even arguing that, I hope. I really hope. No, uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm, you dude. guys have said, John, I agree. Bigger box office than Tatum. But I, my point is, like. Being four, you said 10. I know. I, I'm not going to uh, go through the whole thing. I'm saying, that's like in, a hater in, thing to say. In my opinion, Jason Tatum but, is a, is no a point, top 10 my, player in the league. Therefore, I, I can't go there. he's a superstar. Therefore, you I can't go there for him. I can't. He is the leading. He is the best player on the team that went to the finals last year. And they're in the West and they're easy to conference finals this year. He is con he's constantly on top of the scoring in the league. He was okay. You can say he did, he hasn't won an MVP, but I mean, my God, dude, when you break it down to just people who want MVPs, like I, I but you, you say that it just it doesn't say that like that's not an important thing. Like this is the first time he's finished top five in MVP voting. The first time, and let's be honest, yes. a big reason why he finished top five in MVP he voting is because he hasn't been hurt. he hasn't been a superstar his entire career. So he's been a superstar his entire career. What has he, he done to get that thing now? Then I'm just I'm just I'm asking because you, you're saying you're saying year, he hasn't elevated his game this year from the previous years. Are you saying that? Are you seriously telling me that he's he's clearly on a new echelon. It's clear. Year. Hey, guys can see that. He goes up at least five points in the stats book every year that he's been playing basketball, too. Well, I think he was putting up 26 last year, and he went up to 30. Yeah, he, he, so listen, he is he's getting better and better every year, so I think it's no question. There's also, I think there's real basketball reasons that are, have been, that are reasons that are holding him back a little bit that I don't blame him for. Like, I think sometimes the way the Celtics use him and is wrong. Like they need to just let him be a, a, a scorer instead of. I feel like sometimes they just try to make him a three and D wing, which is so he need, weird. Bro, he needs to be more aggressive. He needs to demand the basketball. I agree. He needs Nobody's to be doing that. He needs also, to be doing that. I also but think like, it's a little bit. I think it's a little bit of coaching too. Like uh, that pop, not only Missoula, yeah, yeah. not only Missoula, like Ime Udoka and Brad Stevens, like. I always have felt they're kind of holding him back as a scorer. He has no mid-range game, and it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. That's a big reason why he goes hot and cold. It's a big reason why he goes hot and cold. And don't make me bring up the stats. He's a 38% mid-range shooter, which is below league average. No, Cole, I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. A big reason why he goes hot and cold is because so many, he's, he's pretty easy to defend sometimes because his shots are threes and layups. And that's really it. Okay. We are going to move on. I honestly hope yeah. the, the Heat just win tomorrow so we don't have to talk about Tatum for like, I don't know, yeah. until the fucking beginning of the season. Because as much as I love the discourse, as much as I love the discourse, you guys say this, but it, it, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about him if it wasn't relevant. Like, we're not just randomly <laughs> going out of our way. He's a superstar. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And uh, by the way, I, I, I think we just look at it differently because I have constantly said his ability as a player is superstar level. The, but the fact of the matter is he's extremely inconsistent. And there's and different ways. For, and there's different ways. Me, 
I understand, yeah. but it's hard for me to look at a guy who has superstar ability, who's that inconsistent, who hasn't won an MVP, who hasn't won a championship, and be like, okay, I'm going to give you a pass and call you superstar anyway. When there are multiple other guys who are not inconsistent, who have won MVPs, who have won championships, who are more box office. Like, it feels like I'm just giving him a pity, a, a pity superstar stardom. I don't know. That's just how it feels. There's Okay, obviously, people view it differently, right? People view yeah. superstardom differently. And this is also relevant in our next conversation about retired numbers because I want to gauge your guys on the recently retired, soon-to-be NBA Hall of Famer, Carmelo Anthony, who just retired after 19 seasons in the NBA. He's ninth all-time in scoring. He is a top-10 scorer in the history of the league. So uh, easily Hall of Fame. But the question is whether or not the Knicks should retire his number. And as Knicks fans, me and LT, prime Knicks fans heading into their 20s, we are, are in the prime range of Carmelo being a Nick. And I think the bottom line is either you treat retired numbers as a sanctity, as like a sanctity, as they only the best of the best in the history, like only the upper echelon of players in the history of your franchise should get a retired number. And that's how I agree it. That's how I see it. Tell me Carmelo Anthony is not one of the greatest Knicks to ever play. And I will, I will say he's not. He shouldn't get his number retired. But you can't tell me that because he is. LT. At his time when uh, 20, 2012, 2013, that was the trade, I believe, uh, around there. I think 2012. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's when I – 2013, that year with Amari Stoudemire, you know, um, every that was my first year being a basketball fan supporting the Knicks. So, like – and I know there's millions of other people who relate to that because I've talked to Knicks fans at the Garden and they've said the same thing as me. When Melo was traded, it really completely changed the atmosphere of New York. Those years from when Ewing retired or Ewing left, I should say, and it was a very, very dark time. Those like since from 2000 to like or 2001, I should say, to like 2012 when they traded for Carmelo. LT, Awful time. He, he is the best to play the last few years. He's the best player. Last 25 years play for the Knicks. He represents no matter how, no matter how disgusting people are people. I, I was listening to New York radio sports talk, and people were saying we've lowered the bar for retired numbers, right? Because he never did anything of significance. They never got past the second round. They never won a championship. They never really went to a finals and win an MVP or anything. I, I mean, he went to the all game all seven years here he's seventh all-time in Knicks scoring despite only being here for seven years he is the most points in a single game 62 i mean it goes on and on and on i mean the last number they retired is patrick ewing and he played in the fucking 90s that's like an, an entire generation this entire generation ago for for nick fans like me and lt who are too young to have seen patrick ewing Carmelo Anthony is literally the only bright thing that has happened in the, in our time viewing the Knicks. He is the only thing that has happened that has been somewhat positive. He, that 54-win team that lost to the Heat in the second round in what was it, 2012 or something? That like that team was the yeah, old, that was like that was something. Carmelo brought something to an irrelevant franchise. The 2000s, the Knicks were irrelevant. 
as big as much as big as a franchise that they are, as as much history as they have, they were irrelevant. Isaiah Thomas and Bill Jackson ran the team into the ground. No one cared. No one cared. He's the only relevant thing to happen in the last 25 years of being a Nick. Retire his number, please. And guess what? They will because James Dolan loves the man. So I yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I also got to I think um 2012 or 2013, he was like third in MVP voting. Yeah. I'm not really sure, but that's gotta be the closest the Knicks been, right? Since <laughs> a long time. I mean, who is getting it? Fucking Latrell Sprewell? Like, come on. Like, yeah. It's exactly. It's, he, I think it's a no-brainer that they retire his number. It's a new generation's goat of New York. He was the king of New York when he was playing. Yeah. Putting I, up 28 games in prime. I mean, come on. I think anyone that thinks uh, the bar has been lowered to c- retire Carmelo Anthony's number is fucking ridiculous. First of all, this is this is the problem with kind of the, the new age media. The idea that because Carmelo Anthony didn't win a championship or didn't win an MVP, he did nothing of significance in New York is ridiculous. He was arguably the best scorer in the NBA for a long time. And if you don't believe me, so many players in the NBA have said, if there's one guy I didn't want to guard, it was Carmelo Anthony over Kobe, over LeBron, over Tracy McGrady, over Dwayne Wade. Over some of the best scores that people think of, a guy that people feared was Carmelo Anthony. He is uh, the fact that people would even say that uh, the bar is being lowered for Carmelo Anthony is that a joke? And this whole thing of nothing of significance, Carmelo Anthony was undoubtedly a top five player in the NBA at the tail end of his Denver days and the the first. Four years of his Knicks career. He was second in MVP voting one year and got an MVP vote over LeBron James in 2012. And maybe that was just the guy hating, but shit. He got an MVP vote over peak LeBron James. Who say he did nothing of significance? He should have been a unanimous MVP. LeBron should have been a unanimous MVP. And this and the guy from like the New York Post was like, nah, I'll give it a mellow or some shit like that. (laughs) For anyone to say that nothing of significance that's that's a that's a big problem like carmelo anthony not only is like a a legendary name like when people think of the greatest scorers like maybe he's not the first guy that pops in your head but then if you talk about guys from certain eras like you'll bring up say in the 80s uh uh, george gervin or uh alex english guys like that like mellows that for our generation like and fun fact my first ever favorite player in basketball was Carmelo Anthony. The first NBA games I watched were Knicks Carmelo Anthony games because that was the local station. That's what I yep. got. The Nets were awful at the time, and I, I tuned into Knicks games. Saw Carmelo Anthony play. I saw him battle. I saw him battle in game, score 40, 50 points. I saw the sixty-two point game. Like, oh, he was amazing. And to, to sit there and say that he's done nothing of significance is beyond ridiculous, and it shows a problem because. Uh, the fact that you got to win an MVP or a ring to do something of significance is crazy. Like I'll sit over here and say, I criticize Tatum for not winning MVP or, or, or a championship, but I'm not going to sit there and say he's, he's done nothing of significance. There. He somehow gets Tatum yeah. in there. Bro. No, I know. But I'm just using it as, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just using it as an example of like, I'm not going to sit there and bullshit yeah. and be like, Tatum's done nothing of significance. The dude's made an NBA finals. 
He finished top five in MVP voting this year. That's significant. Like, no matter how you want to slice it, like, Carmelo Anthony is not significant? What? Yeah, I, I don't know. What? Yeah. He was a top five player in the league for, like, half a decade. That's significant. I don't know. I don't know how it, people come to these conclusions. Like, should he? Should his number be retired? The fact that we have to ask that question, his number should be retired in Denver and New York. Are we joking? Yeah. It's Carmelo. He's top think, ten all time in scoring. That's that's fault. significant. Yeah. I mean, there are only eight him. players who've scored more than Carmelo Anthony. How is that not significant? Oh God. People just like to hate, especially on the Knicks. People oh, love me on New York. Listen, but yeah, go ahead, LT. What I was gonna say, just like real quick, that sixty-two point game, that's like a oh. signature moment in Knicks history. I'll never forget that. Another another signature thing that I feel like he did is just the work that he used to do in the post, oh. those jab steps that he used to had that he used to have revolutionized the game of basketball, like easily, I think. Just the way he was able to move and get open when oh. there's somebody right hand right in the face every single time. He was able to get a bucket every time. He had that's, such he had such a quick he had such a quick shot release, and he could get any shot he wanted to in the mid-range. He was yeah. super strong, a really good rebounder, and people joke that he 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 didn't like to pass or whatever, but he was a good passer too. Like you don't people don't realize like to be a to to be a, a passing threat, you got to be able to score too. Like uh, or or like it doesn't matter. Like if you think about the greatest yeah. passers, they can all score too. Um, I, I listen, I, I think I'm, I think it's ridiculous that this has to be a conversation. I'm probably biased, right? Because, like, Carmelo Anthony is the reason I'm a Knicks fan, right? I, when I was getting into basketball, when I went to my first Knicks game, I was like eight years old or whatever, whatever it was. Carmelo was the guy. He was the star to go see, you know, besides like Pablo Prigioni. But, like, I, I like, <laughs> for me, like, Carmelo was the, in the NBA. Like, he's iconic, you know, his celebrations, the headband, like, the shots he would make like i don't understand why especially for a franchise that has gone through such misery for for 50 years since we won a championship the last time we won a championship why we refuse to give the fans a little bit of happiness because for my generation carmelo anthony is a no doubt retired number no doubt not even get to think about it it's these old heads that are comparing him to to Dave DeBusher and Willis Reed, who won championships. The Knicks don't win shit. You're never going to tire anybody's number if you don't if you go off championships. Like, come and, uh, on. Real quick, for for everyone that thinks Carmelo Anthony did nothing of significance, I'm going to read his resume: ten time All Star, six time All NBA. He was. Uh, on the all-rookie team, arguably could have been rookie of the year over LeBron, and he was a scoring champion. What are we doing? Nothing of significance? Nothing scoring of significance? While he was on the Knicks. Scoring champion while he was on the Knicks. Like, uh, he was... It's a Hall of Fame player in the pri- in, during one of his, like, his prime years on the Knicks. And for example, number, for, ex- for example, this is a guy in the 90s that people raved about, talking about, oh... He, he, he was so good. He was a killer. He was clutch, blah, blah, blah. Reggie Miller, five-time All-Star. Carmelo Anthony has doubled the amount of All-Star appearances. Reggie Miller, three-time All-NBA. Melo has doubled the All-NBA appearances of Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller was never a scoring champion. Car- um, Carmelo was. Reggie Miller's career points per game, 18. 
Carmelo's was 23. Like, the idea that you have to be an MVP or an NBA championship to be significant is utterly ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. If the Knicks, it's the the worst thing. If the Knicks did that, they would have like three retired numbers Willis Reed, Walt Frazier, Dave DeBusher, fucking like Bill, you know, Bill Bradley. Those would be the retired numbers. Like they would have nobody. Stop, stop hating on yourself and just like, why the fuck not? Who cares? It's a number. Like, no, I don't want to see another Nick wearing number seven. That's just me. It would feel wrong. Exactly. It would feel wrong. That's what. That's see. That's my number one thing. It wouldn't if you were number seven on the Knicks after Carmelo Anthony. Like that doesn't even seem real to me. I feel like that's the, not even a match. If the Knicks, if the Knicks sign like, say they sign like Tyus Jones and he comes out with number seven or something, I'm gonna be like, what the fuck am I looking at? Yeah. This can't well, be real. I would. Hate him as a player. I would, I would okay. not like him on the Knicks. This is where I start. This is where my hot take comes in. I think retired re- retiring numbers. I'll talk about it and be like, oh, obviously this guy should be retired number. But I also think it's one of the stupidest fucking things in sports. Like, I don't <laughs> bro. Fair. No one's no one's gonna see Tyus Jones wearing seven on the Knicks and be like, oh yeah. How could they possibly have given him because Carmelo wore that number? Uh, like I, honestly, I, I don't I, care. I, I know yeah, in I, my I, brain, in my brain, I feel like it, it's stupid. And what I will say is I kind of like what they do in in soccer, where it's like Real Madrid to wear the number seven, you gotta be or uh, sorry, uh, Manchester United to wear the number seven, you gotta be like a superstar player, or whatever. I can get behind that. Like certain numbers that were worn by past greats, you don't just give out like candy, right? You gotta earn that number. I think that's legitimate. But to be like, oh, no one can ever wear this number again, blah blah blah. It's like, dude, at, literally the Yankees are gonna run out of fucking numbers. They are. Yeah. They dude, they're gonna retire. Judge. Fuck. They might retire. They, they they might as well hang Volpe's numbers in the in the in the stands right now because we know that's coming. Well, they they might as well already retire Jason Dominguez's number since he's gonna be such a fucking superstar. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just you guys wait for the day that he makes it. I mean, but I I like I actually like retired numbers. I think it's a unique way to honor someone who's contributed a lot to a franchise. Like, hey, no one, no one's ever gonna wear your number again. Even though, like, I don't give a fuck about jersey numbers. Like, if I took a quiz, like, I think I know a little bit about sports. If I took a quiz of jersey numbers, I would get like six out of like thirty right. I don't pay you know attention the obvious to obvious ones. You know? I don't know the obvious ones. I don't pay attention to any jersey numbers. Like, my bad. But like, I think I don't know. But like, I was I was hearing people say like. You know, if uh, I heard this like eighty year old guy was like, you know, if Bernard King doesn't get his number retired, why should they Carmelo Anthony get his number retired? Bernard like, dude. was like an MVP. Bernard King played three seasons here, three seasons. You want a number retired? Okay, don't get and don't give me Melo only played seven seasons. Like I don't give a fuck. There were seven, seven years is a lot seasons. too. Like that's a that's a decent <laughs> amount. That's a decent amount. I don't, like, somebody said like somebody said he played more in Denver. I'm like oh, okay. And okay, I don't care. <laughs> Retires number over there too. First of all, I fucking care. And he, I'm pretty sure he played like maybe eight or nine years in Denver and seven in New York. Like a Crimea River, he played two more years in Denver. Like get over. I it. think he played. I think I, I think he legit played nine years in Denver and eight years in New York. And seven One more fucking here. Like yeah, like I, I, whatever, bro. I mean, it's like it's. it's I just ridiculous. think I, I just think Carmelo has gotten so much unnecessary slander, like. 
How many guys can say they're top 10 in scoring, a 10-time All-Star, and a six-time All-NBA player, and have a scoring chain? Who? Like, what? People hate on him because he didn't pass. Like, okay. I mean. He passed to. Fucking Pablo <laughs> Prigioni. Bro, he was passing to fucking, like, Solomon Jones and Steve Moore. His best teammate on the Knicks was Jeremy Lin for three weeks. Like, what are we talking about? Dude, oh, God. Kurt Thomas was on that 54 win team. He was like 41. <laughs> it was a joke. Oh, oh, don't blame him. I would give him credit for going to the playoffs four out of the seven years during one of Dude. the historically, historically one of the worst run organizations you've ever seen in your entire life. That period of Knicks basketball, Bill Jackson was a fucking idiot. He had no idea what he was doing. Every move was wrong. And he still went to the playoffs yeah. four out of seven years. Those teams were 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 uh, a little fun to watch though. Like Tyson Chandler with the Defense Player of the Year, J.R. Smith, uh, Iman Shumpert. Yeah, J.R. Smith, Shumpert, and uh, uh, Stoudemire was still good early when he got to the Knicks until he kind of Chandler Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah. Fe- uh, Raymond Felton. I mean, who doesn't love that? J- did dude yeah, Raymond Felton didn't J.R. Smith. Raymond Felton five four two hundred fifty pounds. <laughs> did did Jr. Did JR win six man on, on the on the Knicks? He won six uh, man, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. He I did. thought so. But yeah, I mean th- those early 2010s Knicks teams, like those were the first exposure to NBA I got. So I those are my you know, first basketball memories. And I, I did I, I became exactly. I became a LeBron fan because they would go farther in the playoffs and I was a, <laughs> I was like 10 and I was just like well, this guy's awesome. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm a LeBron fan. So I didn't end up like staying with the Knicks. Although uh, an announcement's coming this off season of where I'm taking my fandom. Um, oh wow! Wow! Because like I'm He's I'm teased. such a joke. He's I'm such teased. a joke of an NBA fan. Like I'm actually a joke of an NBA fan, and I want to be like a fan of a team. I, I do want to settle down. I was a joke fan of the Raptors. It was a joke. <laughs> uh, uh, to clarify, to clarify for the audience, Cole has never had a team. He was a, he was a Heat fan for a while. He was a Cavs fan for a while. A Heat fan. Uh, if you can tell the pattern. <laughs> yeah. Then he, I guess he was a Laker fan or something. I don't know. And then out of nowhere, a couple of years, is it what? A couple of years or a year ago, he was a huge Raptors fan, right? So yeah. Like, I okay, saw. So basically sense. the story was we were on a group vacation and I saw a Raptors hat in one of the stores. And I was like, Dude, <laughs> I got to buy this hat. I love the Raptors. Let's go Kyle Lowry. And, uh, you know, I just, it became, it became kind of a joke. Uh, <laughs> And then I, I jokingly tweeted after the after the Spurs got the number one pick, I was like, "I'm going to be a Spurs fan." And then I tweeted oh, so a couple Cole, days ago. Do, do you have the do the you can't tease the announcement and then not say it. you kind of have to deliver now. All right, I'm I'm going to be a Knicks fan. I'm going to Whoa. I'm going to be a Knicks fan. I I I've, I've been playing I've been playing some 2K with the Knicks, wow. and uh, you know I'm getting familiar with their roster. You know, you know what? I'm, you know I'm, what? You know what? I'm joining the squad. I feel bad doing it. I got to clarify because the Knicks fans have been through so much that I feel like hopping on the train this late Don't is kind of buddy. bad. You're going to get your medicine of, of, of disappointment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. It's, not, it's not even close to being over yet. It's just the beginning. I am glad I'm being welcomed with open arms. That's what I will say. I'm glad I'm being welcomed with open arms. Um, well, I got to say, you so, chose... Yeah. You chose a, the most passionate, and B, the most fun fan base in the NBA. So congratulations yeah. on a great pick. Um, yeah. 
And maybe what, do we have to change the theme to a whole Nick podcast now? Three oh, Nick dude, guys? Do we have to be? <laughs> do we have to become the official podcast of the New York Knicks? <laughs> the New York Is that Knicks? what we have to do? <laughs> Keep it a RJ, bro. Oh, Keep man. it a RJ. I'll never forget mm. those days of watching of watching the Knicks in like 2012, 2013, 2014. I'll never forget like, the those days days were of fun, bro. The those Knicks of fun. like 2017, Ron Baker. Those oh, were fun God. teams, bro. I'm kind of happy I missed those days. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> Dude, right. who, the, who the fuck is Pingus Pingus? All right. We're getting a little long here, but we're going to do a quick segment. That we're going to introduce. Go ahead. And this is going to be this is going to be a recurring segment. We're going to do this with a bunch of different players. It is called Would You Would You Rather Player Edition. So I'm going to say a player. (laughs) He's going to be the guy in every round, and then we're going to say another player, and you guys are going to tell me whether you would rather have the the theme player or the player I said. Today's theme player is going to be Jimmy Butler. Now this okay. is this is a good one. Okay. So all right. The first guy I'm going to pose to you. And I'm going to try to keep it at the same position. I'm not going to be like, "Oh, would you rather have Carl Anthony Towns in the center?" I'm going to try to keep it so we're going to talk about wings. Would you rather have and it's going to go from like uh, I, I I sorry, I keep saying I keep trying to start it. I'm trying to specify. It's going to go from <laughs> like easy to hard. Like, you know, like tougher yeah. decisions. Yeah. All right. Would you rather have Jalen Brown or Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jimmy Butler, yeah. Jimmy Butler. Right. I, okay. We're all, we all agree there. Would you rather have Brandon Ingram or Jimmy, Jimmy Butler? Butler? Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Ingram had a good uh, play-in game, though. He, he's sure. been good. Would yeah. you rather have DeMar DeRozan or Jimmy Butler? Jimmy uh, give me Shout buckets. Out to give me, give me, Joe, give me Jimmy buckets. Shout out to Mar. Now this is where I think it starts to get a little more challenging. Would you rather have Paul George or Jimmy Butler? See, I like, take Jimmy Butler just because of Paul George's playoff track record. I feel like he can. Jimmy Butler would take me farther, so I take him. For the record, I think Paul George is one of the most complete players in the history of the league. I truly believe that. We'll right, to him. right now. I would pick Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I, I'm going to pick Jimmy, but I do think uh, kind of, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but kind of under the radar, maybe Paul George is like the most talented player in the NBA. Like he, he has guard handles, yeah. so smooth, great defender, good passer, got everything. But unfortunately, he hasn't been able to put together some of the player performances you'd like to see. Now, 13 yep. would you rather have Kawhi Leonard or Jimmy Butler? See, the best... Uh, this, this isn't even this close. Thing? This isn't even close for me. Kawhi Leonard, I'll take Best ability is availability. That's what they say. So I will be taking Jimmy Buckets. Okay, but is the question, would you rather have him on your... like? If you're building a team, who would you rather Just have? Just would you it, rather have Kawhi as, Leonard or Jimmy Butler? As a player, as a... Leading he, your team. Leading your team. When he's on the court, I want Kawhi Leonard. Okay. I'll agree with that, but he's never on the court, so... I, you can say that, but like... Into, it's got to be taken into account. I would probably lean Kawhi. Probably lean Kawhi. Super Kawhi! Although it's difficult. 
It is difficult. Next up, would you rather have Kevin Durant or Jimmy Butler? This is easier than the last one, Jimmy yeah. Butler. Easy. Wow. Easier what? ways. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this is the stuff I wanted to hear from this segment. Way easier baby. than the last one. Jimmy Butler over Kevin Durant? I'm taking Jimmy Butler over KD currently. Current Kevin Durant, I'm taking no. Jimmy Butler any day of the week. No. Yes. No. no. I feel like Kevin, that's it's I'm, so easy. I'm taking the Slim Reaper. I don't even think it's really a question. I'm also going to take the Slim Reaper, but I do think <laughs> I do think some of these are closer than people want to admit. And I do think I, I, do I think Jimmy is think... pretty close to Kawhi and, 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 and Katie. The difference is Jimmy is not as talented as those two. I would say no, he's not, but that's the difference. I would say he's close to Kawhi. I don't think he, I don't think like if I was a GM, it it's hard even, to say he's close to it KD. It wouldn't even, it's hard. It's, it's not, he's I'm not close to KD. He's not close to KD. He's just not. Now, like, he's a great player, but like KD is top five player. When healthy. Now, would the, these three to me, are, sorry, hold on. Let me get uh, next one. I forgot. LeBron. LeBron or Jimmy? Who are we taking right now? Jimmy. Give me Jimmy. Um, right now. What is there to, what is there to argue? I mean, Jimmy's playing better basketball than LeBron right now. Right Jimmy's now. Jimmy's playing better sure. basketball than Okay, but what's the question? What's the question? Right, like as a would player, you rather, as a whole, the question right is: now, Would right you rather now, right now? <laughs> right like, now, yes, yeah, Jimmy, because as a player, this to oh, LeBron has a broken foot, so I'll take Jimmy. <laughs> I would agree. I think no, I think that's a fair statement. That's like, okay. I think yeah. right now, Jimmy Butler. I think right now, Jimmy Butler. Honestly, I think healthy. Um, we're talking all time. It's not close. Healthy. I think I'm. I'd still take Braun. Now, these next – Well, I don't want to go back or anything, but that's why I would also pick Kevin Durant because he's got that – he's got them bad legs, dude, the yeah. bad feet. I think I think when healthy, I would take Kawhi, KD, and LeBron over Jimmy. 100%. But, yeah. But – That's easy. I think, I think the reason – the reason I would take Jimmy over LeBron right now is because I think we started to see LeBron slow down a little bit. And he did like KD. KD wasn't a hundred percent, and I, I didn't think he slowed down really. I thought he still played well. Um, he still had, yeah, he played well. And Kawhi, I think, play, has been playing well too. Uh, the two games he played this postseason, yeah. <laughs> but these next two are where I think this is like a really difficult choice. The first one I'm going to say is Devin Booker. Mm. And to me, this is really difficult because I constantly think Devin Booker is like one of the most underrated players in basketball. He is unbelievably good. All right, I'll say this. To get a bucket, um Devin Booker, like scoring wise by far Booker, but I feel like Jimmy Butler like just the the like I don't even know how to describe the way he plays because he doesn't even look when you're watching him, it doesn't even look like he's so beyond everyone else, but he really he is. is. He, he really is. is. He plays kind of not even sloppy, but just like a way, in a way that you don't even realize that he's completely controlling the game. I think Devin, Jimmy, Booker, yeah. Devin Booker looks a lot smoother when it comes to scoring, but as an overall basketball player, passing, rebounding, just fighting for points, fighting for everything, 
Got to go with defensively, Jimmy defensively yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, of course. Definitely I would, defense. I would also go Jimmy. I think Devin's a better scorer, but I think Jimmy is so smart in how he scores his basketball because he's not a great shooter, but he's so good at getting himself good looks that he becomes a good shooter. Yeah, Jimmy. That's yeah. how I view it. Jimmy. How good Jimmy. Now the last one, I think you guys know where this one's going. Yeah. Jimmy Butler. I'll take Tatum or Jason Tatum. I, dude, I'm gonna go first before I'll take because since you're deciding, I'm going to take Jimmy Butler. What? Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm afraid. That's why I was afraid, dude. I knew this was gonna happen. I'm going Jimmy Butler, and I think it's because he's just a more complete player. You get the defense. I think Tatum's a better three point shooter, but. I think Jimmy's building as we're speaking right now. He ran out of his seat, left the building. I think Tatum is a better three point shooter. I I think he's a believe this. I can't believe this. Tatum is let me let me go. Tatum's Tatum's obviously a better three point shooter, and I think he's probably a better rebounder. But I think Jimmy is better at getting a good look for himself. I think Jimmy is better at finishing through contact, more creative with his finishes. I think he's a better passer. I think that's undeniable. And I think they're comparable as defenders. I think they do different things different defensively. Like, uh, Jimmy is probably the best at playing passing lanes I've ever seen in my life. Like, he's unbelievable. Uh, he's a great one-on-one defender. Tatum kind of is disruptive. He, he's better at, like, contesting shots, probably a little bit better in one-on-one situations. But you know, they're both great defenders. But I would probably, and with how they're playing right now, I would lean Jimmy. And I think that's fair. I don't, I mean, like, obviously Tatum's had his awful moment. Well, not even yeah. awful, just like underperformances in the playoffs. But awful moments. to say that Jimmy Butler's better, man, I can't do it. I I'm just not, can't do it. All I'm going to say, all I'm going to say is give, and this is not an excuse for his performances. Please don't take it that way. Give Tatum, Eric Spolstra, and see what happens. I, I do understand that, and I just again, I just want to I, I just want to push back on that thinking a little bit because I I've said before <laughs> I, I've said before on these podcasts that I do think coaching gets a little bit overrated sometimes. No, but you're seeing how important coaching is in this series because. But the what Celtics I also are saw, a talented team, and they're getting yes, thrown off the court right. because they're getting out coached. But Eric like, Spolster also, but Eric, but Eric Spolster also isn't out there making the shots for Caleb Martin and making the shots. Well, sure, for, for yes. Him. But well, sure. so what I'm saying is, despite Missoula's bad coaching, I saw the Celtics up by ten with six minutes left in Game One. That's what I saw. <laughs> There's a okay. they, it should be two two. That's all I'm saying. It should be two yep. two. Well, Cole, and I think a big reason why it wasn't when, when the Celtics come when the Celtics shot. channel when the Celtics channel their 2004 Red Sox and shock the world by coming back from three zero down. I want you on this podcast on your knees begging for forgiveness because Tatum dropped sixty in games. I will, and you know what? You know what? You know what? I'll make a bet with you guys. I'll make a bet with you guys. If the Celtics come back from three zero. I will get tattooed on my body JT zero. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh I swear to God. God. I oh swear to God. God. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm that confident. It's not happening. Now I'm praying, dude. I'm going to be praying tonight. That oh the my God. See, Patrick wants to make a bet. 
Oh, he's gonna get a tattoo of the Heat winning five, which they are, by the way. First of all, first of all, I will actually all. get JT Zero tattooed on my body. <laughs> I, Small. Will. I'm not he doing will. it big and You're obnoxious. I promise, you, I promise you. I promise you. I will get JT Zero tattooed on my on like I don't know, like my back or something. I don't know. <laughs> on the back. I don't know. Maybe on my foot. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was about to say. Small, small. Not not crazy. But I swear get to God, I'm doing it. I'm that confident. Get a trash stamp. I'm that confident it's not gonna happen, bro. I'm that confident. I'm very confident that they're also not gonna come back. But you can dream. Not that I want the Celtics to win or anything. Oh God, I, I don't either. I don't <laughs> no, either. Scared. Of those <laughs> I don't like either of those teams. Yeah, Cole, you just did this all yourself. This I know, a, this but that's... A, this series, the series is over, and now you're gonna be sweating Game Five. <laughs> like, yeah, but that, yo, it, does that not make it more fun though? <laughs> because if they, because if they, because if they win Game Five, I don't think it's, it's out of a the little question more. They win Game. I don't even think they, it's out of the question they win Game Six. And if you're Miami, you don't want to lose Game Six. You cannot lose Game Six. You can't go back to seven after. Oh, I would agree with that. If they get to seven, lead. if the series actually gets to seven, I'll have a conversation about if the Celtics can win. Until it gets to seven, I'm not having that conversation. They can win okay. tomorrow. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. I'm just saying. We'll be back. Well, that'll do it. We'll be <laughs> that'll do it for the podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Oh, I want to thank our sponsor, uh, Spot Spotify for Podcasters, for sponsoring this episode. If you want to debate about who's better, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, start a podcast with your friends. Go do it at Spotify for Podcasters. It's really easy, really quick. Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we will see you same time next week. So, uh, hopefully, previewing the NBA Finals if the series is over, uh, which I think it will be. Right? It'll, I don't think it goes past. Because when is the final start? June 1st, right? June 2nd. No, 2nd. 1st, 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 1st. Oh, it's June the 1st. 1st. Yeah, okay. it's the 1st. Yeah, so we'll be back uh, to preview the emails uh, next week. Thank you so much for listening, and peace. I'm so fucked if they went. Oh, my God. <laughs>